Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. For the next six weeks, we as a church are meeting at Gardine Theatre here in Dundee and we'd love you to join us at 11 o'clock to experience the faith journey along with us. May you enjoy this week's podcast. Joe, guys, I'm going to teach you something that you probably will never probably have heard in church before. I want to teach you how to use the F word. Yes, you heard right. I'm going to teach you how to use the F word and how to use it effectively. Because when you use this word, it will make you feel so powerful. See, when you get cut up when you're driving, I give you permission to use the F word. See, in marriage, I give you permission to use the F word. When a colleague takes your glory for a project that you've been involved in, in work, I give you permission to use the The F word that I am talking of this morning is forgiveness. I don't know where your minds went. My mind is on the Holy Ghost. Do you know, just this week, in fact, last Saturday, I went out for a walk with my girls. And on that walk, I, I do love going for a walk with my girls because they can talk. They can talk, something like their father, they didn't shut up. <laughs> Am I okay? Am I causing feedback here? When I went on this walk, one of my girls said to me, you know, mom, I went through a bullying situation. I'm like, you what? She said, it was happened a couple of years ago in school and I went through a bullying situation. And I said, and who did it like? Something about, you know, when somebody takes on your kid, the lioness comes out did it like you just tell me who it was I'll sort them out and she said well it was this girl and I thought have we girls been in my house her parents have been in my house and her parents are lovely yes her parents are divorced but her parents are lovely she picked on you she how, how did she treat you and you know what I said to the other guy I mean I was like you know when you're starting to walk and you're walking with purpose and you're like she did what she did and why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me she said I didn't realize that it was bullying I said, I am so sorry that I never saw that happening to you. And I turned around to the other, my other girl and I went, see you. I said, see when you see her in school, I want you to get her against the wall and I want you to tell her that she will never see another day if she ever treats my daughter like that again. <laughs> to which Jaden said to me, huh? Where does forgiveness come into that, mum? Oh. <laughs> Cheeky wee bandit. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You see, my attitude was, how dare you take on my child? How dare you? See the anger, see that it just was rising up within me. And you know what? I thought, I will sort her out, then I'll repent, and then I'll forgive her. <laughs> now don't judge. Because I know every one of you are exactly the same. Is that true? Can, can you at least admit to such a thing? Do you know, even the world actually acknowledges how important forgiveness is. Joe, the Institute, can, can I ask you, do you put more house light up? Because I want to show you, 
because I'm actually now looking at my notes and all I see is this blind spot here. I want to show you the effects today through my talk as to the power of forgiveness and how it will make such a huge, lifelong, lasting difference to you. Now, I know every one of you have got a situation where you need to forgive. Probably right now you've got names, you've got faces, you've got situations. And do you know what? We remember it in incredible detail. What they said, what they did, what was surrounding the circumstances, how I felt. <coughs> the world sees it like this. The Mayo Clinic, which is a medical research in the, in the USA, it says what the benefits are of forgiving someone. It's letting go of grudges and bitterness can make a way for compassion, for kindness, and for peace. Forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships. Greater spiritual and psychological well-being. In other words, it affects your spiritual health. Less anxiety, stress, and hostility. That's affecting our mental health. Lower blood pressure, physical health. Fewer symptoms of depression, mental health lower risk of alcohol and substance abuse. Do you know the journey to forgiveness has got to be one of the strongest tools we all could learn. It will bring freedom to your mental health. It will bring freedom to your physical health. It will bring freedom to your emotional health. This is how much hangs on freedom. Can I tell you, this week has got to be the most challenging time in my life to forgive people. It's like God says, you know when you say, God, let me at it. Let me at it. I want to serve. I want to minister. I want to see the church grow. I want to really want to make an impact. And God says, I do you. Right. <laughs> Let's do a wee forgiveness test, Fiona. Do this week, time after time after time, I've had to go, God, I choose to forgive. Because forgiveness doesn't come instantly to you. It's not a natural thing to forgive somebody who's offended you, right? Your natural thing is like what I was on that walk when I heard somebody offended my child. I will take them out. <laughs> then I'll repent, then I'll forgive. But God's way is actually to say, Father, I choose to forgive. I met up with a lady in Tesco's. and In fact, we didn't have past St. Cross, but she was in the queue and I was in the queue and I was with my child. And um, this woman turned around to me and she gave me the dirtiest look. I've ever had <laughs> since school. And I, I looked at my Lord and I went, did you see that? Yeah, she says, what'd you do there then, mum? <laughs> I didn't do anything that I know of. I may well have. And I'm thinking, you wee cheeky bandit. Let's, you know, you're, come on now, your heckles rise, don't they? I wanted to go up and say, what's your problem? Fiona, you're speaking on forgiveness on Sunday. You're speaking on forgiveness on Sunday. I forgive. I forgive. And then somebody cut me up when I'm driving. I'm like, I forgive you. <laughs> There's layers of forgiveness, isn't there? We start off making a choice. And it sometimes can take a very long time before it actually gets to our heart. But it is a choice that we make to forgive. You see, God designed us all to be in families, whether it be church family, whether it be your own family. But the devil will make an all-out war to destroy unity, to destroy your relationship with one another. We get to the point where it's way easier actually to live an isolated life. <laughs> you know what I can do without the lot of you. Have you any, anybody ever felt like that? You've taken such a pasting. 
your forgiveness technique has been challenged and tested over and over. But you think, you know what? Stuff the law is. <laughs> Come on, am I the only one that feels like this? Do you know, even in the Bible, there was David. David now, when he started, his father never actually believed in him. Do you remember when the prophet came in and he wanted to anoint the king? And he brought out all these sons and he forgot all about David. Well, he didn't forget. It was deliberate. He didn't bring out David. His father didn't believe in him. Then the brothers, they treated him like the sandwich boy. Bring us our pat lunch on the, on, the, on the hills, boy. Then when he went to face Goliath, his brothers didn't actually believe he could do it. Then he got married and his own son, Absalom, he spoke against his own father and went, see the job he's doing, I could do way better than what he's doing. Then his father-in-law, he pursued him to the death. He wanted to take him out, him and his whole army. And this is what David said. He said in 1 Samuel 24, he says, may the Lord judge between you and me. You see, they found themselves in the situation of a cave. Saul was fast asleep and David was there with his spear. And he's like, I could take you out, son. I have every opportunity to take you out right now. And so he just took a little bit of his cloak to prove to him that he had the opportunity. And he said, may the Lord judge between you and me. May the Lord avenge the wrongs that you've done to me. But my hand won't touch you. Sometimes we just need to take our spiritual hands and put them behind our back. Say, God, you avenge them. Because there's nothing I can do. Well, there is. But it won't bring blessing to my life. Then there was Joseph. Mr. Joseph was human trafficked by his own brothers. He was, you know the story, he was in slavery, he was put in prison, and he was left there. And eventually, God ordained it, changed the whole thing around, that he could actually become the prime minister of the land. And then through seven years of famine, they forced his brothers to come in to bow before him. Remember that reminded him of the dream that he had, that his brothers would bow before him, and this is why they kicked him out in the first place. Ah, you jiggity bandit. You just think you're all that. Well, I'll show you what you are, and I'll put you out, and I'll just take away your inheritance, and if you think you're going to spend time in this family, I'm going to put you out. So when David had all his brothers coming before him, I don't know about you, but I do wonder what my own attitude would be like. Sometimes I think, do you know what? would be a flipping great opportunity to say, <laughs> really? Remember how you treated me? Remember? You're coming to me looking for food. But you sold me down the river. I had to spend years in prison. You don't know what my life has been like because of what you did to me. And Joseph, this was his response. in Genesis 50, don't be afraid. Do I act for God? Can we just stop right there? Do you act like God? Do we act like God? Do I act for God? Don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God, but God, the whole topic hangs on it's only because of God that we have that ability to forgive. But God used all those same plans for my good. As you see all around you right now, life for many. Easy now, easy now. 
You've got nothing to fear. I'll take care of you and your children. He reassured them, speaking with them heart to heart. That's the power of forgiveness. Do you know what true forgiveness looks like? It's not vengeance. David, Joseph, there are so many stories in the Bible I could have taken. It is not vengeance. You see, you are going to be given an opportunity to be tested. Believe me. When you make that choice, hey, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to rid myself of all this bitterness and this anger and this rage. I'm, I'm choosing to forgive. Can I just tell you? Be ready for the test. True forgiveness isn't allowing them to fear you. Do you when all these guys, all his brothers came in front of him? He chose, especially after the dad had died and the brothers thought, oh, 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 this is it now, boys, this is it now. We're going to be taken out. Still, Joseph said to him, in fact, let me get that scripture. Once you can't find it. Basically, he said, I will bless you. I will give you the best of the land. I will give you livestock. I will look after you and your children. You see, he went way beyond what he ever had to do. It wasn't just him, I'll look after you, but I will look after your children. That is the challenge. When we step out to bless others, we open ourselves up for God blessing us. We need to see God's hand in all when we choose to forgive because there's things that we just don't understand. And here's the thing, you don't have to. Some things we're never going to understand this side of heaven. But here's the thing, we absolutely trust God that he has his hand in it all. Do you remember at the start of the year I spoke about Elizabeth, how when Mary was pregnant, how God said to her, look at your, sis, look at your cousin, she's already got six months pregnant. You see, things are happening all the time in situations where we're so caught up in, but God is doing a work in the background. We need to believe that what the, faith, the situation that you're facing, as you hand it over to God, believe that God is working on your behalf in the background so that when you know that baby is due to be born, there's more fruitfulness than what you ever could have imagined in your life. That deserved an absolute amen. Do you know what? Let's not be Christian archaeologists. What do archaeologists do? They go digging up the past digging up the past. They find an object, they dust it down, they look at the detail of it, I wonder where that came from, oh I know what. We become like Christian archaeologists. I'm finding out the past, I'm working it out, I'm remembering what you did and I've got my metal detector finding out where it is because I'm going to find you sin, I'm going to find you, I'm going to find where you are and I'm going to take you out of your hiding place. And God is saying, will you use the shovel of forgiveness instead of the shovel of bitterness where I'm looking to find it, I know where you hurt me. Guys, you know this talk was first and foremost for me. I don't sit here or stand here with the Holy Ghost glory moment of, you know, I, I am all that, I'm the pastor here. I'm, my husband and I pastor this place, we know what it's like to forgive. Oh yes, we do know what it's like to forgive because we've had to do it over and over and over again. But we forgive because Jesus first forgave us. Have you ever played the forgiveness test? Join. Jesus had every opportunity to forgive. You think about it. Judas betrayed him. Jesus forgave. Peter denied him. Jesus forgave. Jesus' brothers didn't even work with him in ministry. In fact, his brothers and his mum tried to pull him out of ministry. Do you remember that story? Jesus forgave. On the cross, 
He was wrongly child. He was wrongly judged. And what did Jesus say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You see, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives before they ever got to the point of hurting you. I'm not making excuses for them. I want us to see with a bigger picture. See, there's a reason why people hurt you. It's because of their hurt. But we don't want to carry that hurt in order to go on and hurt other people. So can we do the forgiveness test? Peter first asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, um, how often should I forgive this guy who's got on my final wick? I've forgiven him six times. Just say seven, just say seven. Just seven times? Because then it gives me every permission to use the F word and it's not the forgiveness word. Seven times? No, says Jesus. I want you to forgive them 70 times seven. Now you may think that sounds a lot, but can I just say, 490 times. I'm quite sure you used up your 490 times chances a long time ago. Is that not true? Fiona, this is a hard word. Yeah, I know. But I also know it's a word of freedom. Ephesians 4 says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, harsh words and slander, and all types of evil behavior. Instead, this is how simple it is, people, be kind. Be kind to each other. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another. (laughs) Just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. And then going to Hebrews 12, you ready? I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you, but I want to show you the power and the effect through scripture of how forgiveness will make a difference in your life. Hebrews 12 says this, watch out, be in your guard. This is saying to you, we have to be aware of things because things can happen completely out with our knowledge. Watch out, be in your guard, that no bitterness takes root this says to me there's every possibility that bitterness will take root in our lives and we have to be so aware of it watch out sometimes we need other folk to go you know what watch out there's a root of bitterness and you know when somebody because it has been pointed out to me by my dear husband Fiona is that bitterness are you kidding me it's not bitterness do you know what they did to me you know, don't let bitterness come into our marriage. Do you know, you as an unforgiving person can be hellish to live with. You can be very difficult to be a friend of because you find that people are tiptoeing around about you. Don't mention that subject. Don't mention the elephant. Because if I mention it, it's... <laughs> Do I smell unforgiveness? <laughs> Do you know, there's a... Well, let me carry over that scripture, actually. Watch out that no bitterness takes root amongst you. For it springs up and causes deep trouble. Hurting many. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Hurting many in their spiritual lives. Our unforgiveness 
affects our walk with God, people. I'm not preaching that you. I'm trying to teach you an incredible tool for us all to use. Do you know, Dr. Gary Chapman has, um, he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. He also wrote the book, The Five Apology Languages. Excuse me. And The Five Apology Languages. <laughs> I, I read through them all and tried to fit myself into categories. And they're one, expressing regret. It's how you hear an apology or how you accept an apology. Expressing regret. I, that's saying, I, I'm so sorry. I should never have done that. I'm so sorry for what it did to you. Then accepting responsibility. Hey, that was all my fault. I want you to see, where do you fit into this category? That was, that was all my fault. I take full responsibility here, Fiona. Then there's ones who make restitution. How can I make it up to you? How can I fix this? Then there's ones who are genuinely repenting. I am so sorry. I'll go and tell the ones that know about it that I'm sorry for offending you. And the last category is requesting forgiveness. That's when they come to you to ask for forgiveness. How do you hear apologies? You see, for some, actually, Gordon actually reckons there's a sixth category, and his sixth category is forgiveness and installments. <laughs> he once said this to me, if you're know, you forgiven installments, I'm like, what's your problem like? <laughs> Honestly, so there are times where my attitude is not as holy as it should be. Does anybody relate to me in this? Some people look for apologies where you want to see that perpetrator grovel in admittance. I want to see you on your knees. I want to see it. I want everybody to see how sorry you are to me for what you did to me. And then there's others that just disappear out of the picture. I will never talk to them again. I will never go there. I am just out of here. Now, you can cut off a relationship, but you do so with forgiveness not out of anger, because sometimes we need to protect ourselves because that person has been like poison in our lives. Then there are other people who want to hear, how are you, how are you going to make this up to me? How are you going to make it up to me? Because you know what you owe me, and you become judge, jury, and you send them to jail in your head, and you actually hold them captive in your head, and they haven't got a clue what's been going on. But anyway, shall we do a little game here? Because I want to play the forgiveness test. And I'm going to show you six cards on the screen. And every card there is, I want you to say, do I, do I relate to that? Because it's going to show you, is there any just little bit of you that has unforgiveness in your heart? And the first one is this. My first card to show you is, do you ever struggle to get into God's presence? Listen to this, Matthew 5 says, what bliss do you experience when your heart is pure? For then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. Unforgiveness brings impurity, which stops us seeing the things of God. What I'm saying here is when you hold unforgiveness in your heart, you can find it really difficult to come into the presence of God. Card number two. Now, you don't need to go, if you know it's me. But I want you to do it within here and say, God, that is me. Because I want to clear out my life of unforgiveness. Card two, do you ever feel like it's a struggle to enter into worship? Listen to this in Matthew 5. If you enter the place of worship and are about to make an offering and suddenly you remember there's a grudge a friend's got against you, then abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then you come back and work things out with God. 
Now, do you know, I know there's some situations where you'll never be able to go to the person. They might be dead. They might be completely close to you ever coming to them. But you need to take your heart to God. And you say, God, cleanse me. Help me to forgive. Card number three. Does your heart, sorry, does your hurt dominate your thoughts? Do you find yourself hoovering, chuntering on? It's like you have a conversation in your head as to what you'd really like to say to them, how you would sort it out. Do you ever find yourself driving? It's just like it's going over and over your mind. Or you wake up in the morning, it's like the first thing you think about. Because you're so hurt. There's no way I'm undermining your hurt, people. I'm trying to get you to see the damage that your hurt is actually making to you through not forgiving them. I want to be able to go to sleep at night and be in peace and not for my mind to be going round and round. Philippians 4 says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about a thing. Because. Amen. That must have been a Holy Ghost song. It says here, tell God what you need. Sure, this is saying, just tell God, God, this is how my mind is so, so consumed. I want you to bring peace in my mind. I want you to help me to let this go. And then thank him for all he's done, like Sai was asking us to do at the start. Thank him. Then you're going to experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we're ever going to understand. Then his peace will guard our hearts and our minds as you live in Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. It's almost like an afterthought, but it's actually the most key thought. Fix your thoughts. Don't fix your thoughts on what they did, how you're going to get your own back, how you'd like to see them apologize to you, how you're going to put them right, because do you know what? We won't. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what? What's true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. Then think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. And then, then the God of peace will be with you. Do you know when we have unforgiveness in our in our minds, it's actually really, really difficult to focus on the Word of God. It's difficult to focus on listening to the voice of God because our minds are so, it's like a radio, you know, it's just completely out of tune and it just can't get in tune with the things of God. Just set your heart, God, is there any unforgiveness? Because remember that scripture that said, watch out! Oh, I didn't realize, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was unforgiveness there. God will remind you of things. When you're asking God, God, just remind me. Who is that I need to forgive? also we need to be able to forgive our sins sorry the Lord's prayer part of the Lord's prayer is God forgive our sins it's in Matthew 6 just as we forgive those who've sinned against us do you know what that's saying to me and this is a scary thought if I can't forgive people what they've done to me do I take away my forgiveness Am I stopping God from forgiving me? Because he wants to forgive you over and over and over again. More than the 490 chances. Card five. Remember, to enter into his worship hangs on our forgiveness. To enter into his presence hangs on our forgiveness. To have peace in our minds hangs on our forgiving. 
Card five, do you ever feel like your prayer life isn't as effective or you're hitting the glass ceiling? Uh -huh. Mark 11 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you've received it, it'll be yours. But, now there's not a but God here, there's just a but. But when you're praying, first forgive. Do you see how when we don't forgive, it can stop the power of our prayers? First forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Do you know what? I can't help the way I feel. I just can't help it. You know, every time I see them, it just completely stirs up within me again. Yeah, I know. But it's not about your feelings. It's about God's truth. Chief, you know you're being hard. Unforgiveness opens that door to bitterness. Watch out! The root of bitterness. Do you know another thing is, when people come and ask for healing, do you know I frequently ask them, have you got to forgive anybody first? Because I know we can block our healing because of the unforgiveness that we harbor within us. Card six, are you ready for it? Do you play judge and jury? Do you play judge and jury in your head where you've taken vengeance and sentenced them to complete and utter destruction? Because of what they did to you. You become judge and jury. This is what scripture says about that. Romans 12. Dear friends. Can you say it with me? Never. Stop, stop right there. Could you just read that to yourself? Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. The scripture says, I'll take revenge and I'll pay them back, says the Lord. Now, as much as you will be brilliant at being God's marital helper, Fiona, as much as you would be if so effective at being God's little helper in that situation, come on now, I'm not the only one. Anybody else want to say, I'm with you, Fiona? As much as we would like to be judge and jury, do you know the thing? It boomerangs right back at us. Do you know where I got that from? Look at this scripture. Okay, Romans 2. Absolutely brilliant. If you think you can judge others, you're wrong. When you judge them, you're really judging yourself guilty because you do the same things that they do. You know, your judgment determines your destiny. Your judgment determines your destiny. Your judgment determines your destiny. Tell the person beside you, your judgment determines your destiny. Do you want out forgiveness out the forgiveness trap? Can I tell you what forgiveness forgiveness isn't? Forgiveness actually isn't letting them off the hook. It's not saying what they did was right or acceptable. Not by a long shot. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I don't want to hold them hostage in my head that my mind is so consumed with anger and rage and envy and jealousy and bitterness and that that root that's taken part of me is affecting my spiritual walk with God. Do you know when God and I actually first got married, um, you know when you, you're building dreams together and we're going to build family, we're going to build church together, we're going to have a business that finances us and we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's a natural thing that we build our lives together through plans and purposes. And, and I went into teaching and, and I was given a lot of responsibility and I, and I grew in confidence in my job, even though it took, gave me an absolute pasting, I grew in confidence because it was a bad boy's school. And you're standing in front of a bad boy's school with all the, the naughty little attitudes that was going on with all these kids. And you're called, Fiona, could you bring the God word into that situation? Are you kidding me? God grows you in the situation that you're in, believe me. So God and I, were, we were building our plans. It got to, I think we were married for six years. And we're like, we really want to have children now. Yes, and God's like, you're a dancer. <laughs> like, let's, let's put this into action then, Fiona. <laughs> we tried for two years. I put an end to that, but believe me. No, I'm only joking. We tried for two years and nothing happened. And we went and got ourselves medical intervention and the guy said, oh, everything's firing in all cylinders. And Gordon's like, yes. And so we did fall pregnant. And you know, just a few months down the road, we lost that baby. And I know I have a son in heaven, I do. And then we tried again and it didn't happen. I said, God, why, why? Do you know what? I, I tithed. We kept ourselves pure before we got married because I knew the blessings that were attached to it. I tied the served in your house, I honoured you. And still I wasn't fall pregnant. Now I'm not saying this is the only reason why you don't fall pregnant. Please hear me in this. It's one of the reasons. And so there was a man in, who came to visit our church who was a colleague of my dad's. He's a man who's now passed on. He's dancing with Jesus. And he was a gypsy and he had quite a deliverance ministry. And he said to us, I'd like to come see your new house. And I'm thinking, you were a gypsy, you're not interested in houses. And I said, okay. He just wasn't. He's the sort of man who'd sit and burp in your company and didn't give a monkeys, you know. He says, I want to come to your house. Okay. And as he came in the door, he kind of looked to the left, right? He says, that's nice. Okay, can we go, can we go pray? Yeah. I'm looking at Gordon, have you set me up? And he said to me, Fiona, who do you need to forgive? Oh, my goodness. I just wept and I wept and I wept before God. Because I could see all the names. There was a list of names. There was all these faces coming up. I know who I need to forgive God. And he said, God will give you your blessing when you forgive him. These people. I was a Holy Ghost mess. If I tell you this, I never want to repeat it again, right? I was crying that much. You know when you have nose bits? And God said to me later, if you had done that, he says, I would have wrapped its way around your head. I'm like... Really not helping right now, Gordon. <laughs> if you ever repeat that, I'll just deny it. <laughs> and do you know what? The next month I fell pregnant. God, give me a child that brings so much joy into our home. Peace. She challenges me in the things of God. Challenges me in the things of God. She brings an incredible peace into our home. She's got a heart to serve God. She leads her younger sisters in the things of God. She was the one that said to me, where does the forgiveness come to that? No, that was Jaden. But she's always challenging me in my walk with God. Just yesterday, she was like, really, mom? I'm like, oh, you're right. 
Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to? I just want to serve God. That's the child that God gave to me because I forgave. Do you know what the point of this story is? Forgiveness is absolutely key to how your life pans out. Forgiveness is absolutely key to how your life pans out. What do you want in your future? What have you asked God for? And what are you blocking from your life because of your unforgiveness? It's one of the strongest skills we can learn in life. I've actually asked Carolina to come up and share her testimony. Carolina, can I ask you to come up? Gordon, have you got the mic? She came to our came to us and was chatting and we were praying with her and she's like a Holy Ghost woman on fire. <laughs> but I said to her, Caroline, will you just share what you said to me? So go. Can I ask everybody to do something for me? Could you please put your hands in your heart? And if you want, close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, I want you to remind me. I want you to remind me. Who is that person that I need to forgive? Who is that person? I what is that thing that I need to let go? What is that thing that I need to forgive myself that I did? Amen. So, I was raped when I was three years old. <clears throat> we continually raped by my father and men that work in the factory of my father. My childhood wasn't pretty. Um, I was exposed to pornography, the things that a child didn't need to that caused an amount of shame, being in the school, walking in the hallways, um, not having friends because the guilt and the shame and the condemnation, thinking that it was me who was, that I provoked them because I felt that I called them to do something to me. And... Um, Make story short. I'm just going to say that part of the testimony. So I became saved. God saved me, forgive me, rescue me from all the things that I did wrong. But then I didn't want to forgive. And she said it. If you want him to forgive you, you also need to forgive. And I was confronted with that word um, when I was praying. I, nobody teached me how to pray or how to worship. It's funny because I was a prostitute, right? So when God rescued me, I went into church and I was dressed with a short thing here and short thing here. And I was like diseased to people. So nobody talked to me. But a kind woman gave me a Bible and a tape in those times. So I learned the gift of prayer and worship in my room. And I didn't know what was happening to me, but I used to cry and cry and cry. And time passed, and God confronted me, really, that I needed to forgive my dad. And it was hard. Did I forgive like this? No. I chose to forgive. I chose. And every time that I got those memories haunted me, and the, the vivid memories, you know when you don't, forg when you don't forgive? You keep recalling the thing that she says, and you see it, and you leave it. And the bitterness that you carry until 
One day I say, okay, Lord, I give up. I don't know how to forgive. This is too much. And he says, just do it. And I say, I choose to forgive. And it was like the true moment of my life that I did. Because before it was, yes, I forgive them. You know, but I'm prideful enough to say, you did to me. I want you to die. I mean, go to hell. And if it's possible, I'm going to be there and doing this. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's the truth. Because did somebody did something against me. And the thing is, I wanted justice with my own hands. But in the kingdom of heaven, that's not the justice that Jesus teach. He says that we have to give the cheek when somebody slaps you. Give the other one. And that is so awesome. Because I led my dad to the Lord as I forgive him. And before he forgive him, I for, uh, he died 15 days before I was in my room worshiping. He asked me to pray for him, and I prayed because he was very sick. And God gave me a vision, and I saw my dad in a white robe. And um, I hear the Holy Spirit telling me, he's coming with me. And that's the power of forgiveness. Who am I to judge my father? And later on, I find out that he was being abused. So what happened is there was a repetition of a story of brokenness. It was brokenness, but it was my choice to say, I'm not going to follow that path. Yeah. I'm going to do what Jesus is teaching me to do. Wow, was that not incredible? Oh, thank God. The power of forgiveness. Can I just take you to one last scripture? It's in Matthew 18 when a guy owed a whole ton of money to his master and his master finally went, oh, you, you owe us money. And the guy said, wait, I don't have any money. He said, that's fine. He says, I'll take your wife and your children and I'll jail them until you actually pay it back. I said, please, please, I, I, I'm asking for mercy. I'm asking for forgiveness here. And the, the master, with mercy in his eyes and compassion in his eyes, said, yeah, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. I'll let you off with it. And then the guy went outside and he saw another bloke who actually owed him money. And he went, oh, you, you owe me. And the guy said, please, I'm really sorry. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Please, will you, will you let me off with this? Please, can I, can I pay it in installments? And he went, nah, 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 you, jail. And this is what the man said. He said, then the king came to me. This is from Matthew 18. Then the king called out the man he'd forgiven and said, you evil, evil servant. He said, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. I'm going to ask the band to come up. Carrying on with that scripture says, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and your sisters from your heart. Can I tell you, this is the why. This is the why we need to forgive. It's because if we don't forgive, our heavenly father will do to you what you refuse to do to your brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask you all to stand. I asked Mo to sing this song. Because we are going to go through a time of ministry. Because I want you 
to make a choice to let things go. Because here's the, the truth is, we all face some form of unforgiveness in our heart. And I wanted to show you today where unforgiveness kills you off. It kills off your, or it ha your, your forgiveness makes such an impact on your prayer life. It makes an impact on your worship. It makes an impact on being in the presence of God. It makes an impact on the peace in your mind. This is how huge letting things go and forgiveness is. Now remember, your forgiveness is not letting them off with it because God is your judge and jury. Our forgiveness is bringing freedom to us, freedom to our mind. So if you're comfortable, why do you just, just rest your hands out before God? say, God, you know exactly where my heart is at. You know, and you saw the hurt that I went through. You were there with me. You witnessed it. It might be teachers, it might be families, it might be friends, it might be your partner, it might be work colleagues, it could be your kids. But you say, God, I choose. I choose to forgive I choose to let it go and I'm asking you God will you minister to my heart will you minister to my heart will you heal my heart all over again and when I'm reminded of it tomorrow morning I choose to once more time forgive until it can go right down to my heart from my mouth to my heart. It can make it through the levels. It might be 490 levels, but it will make it through the levels that says, God, I forgive them and I bless them. I bless them. Father, forgive me where I have harbored unforgiveness and bitterness that's taken such root in my life. I want to let go the bitterness because I don't want to affect my spiritual life any longer. I don't want it to affect my body. I don't want it to affect my healing because I make a choice to forgive. Holy Spirit, would you move in this place? calling on you Holy Spirit just to hover over your people let your anointing rest on your people Father we want to come into your presence knowing oh God that we've cleaned our hearts, that we have forgiven those who have trespassed against us I choose to let it go oh God, heal my heart every root of bitterness we take out of our lives in the name of Jesus why don't you say, use your voice to say, I take up every root of bitterness out of my life. I will no longer be angry. I will no longer be envious. I will no longer have rage. I will no longer be dominated by all these evil things because I want to think on that which is pure. Think on that which is lovely. Think on that that is appropriate for the things of God. Lord, there'll be space in my mind to hear the voice of God and to focus on who you are in my life. You need to kick the devil out. I heard a phrase that once said, you know, you let the devil in, you kick the devil out. 
If you let the devil in with your unforgiveness, then you choose to kick the devil out. How do we do that? You repent, you say, God, forgive me for holding on to that bitterness. Forgive me, oh God. I'm never gonna sort them, but I can sort me. Forgive them. During this, we have two more songs of worship. And during this time of worship, I really want you to cry out to God. God, heal me. Help me to forgive these people. I don't wanna be holding on any longer because I wanna be a powerful and effective prayer warrior. I wanna be a powerful and effective worshiper. I wanna have my body healed emotionally, physically, spiritually. And with that, 